This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. On a shout-out Friday, 877-881-1053. If you have anybody or anything that you need to shout out, let us know. Shout out Friday. We'll try to get at least one shout out every single segment. You got me, Kevin Hagland. You have Zach Wolchuk from the Z. <laughs> from the Z Bag Nation. From the Z Nation. That's off to a bad start for me. From the G Bag Nation for now. And then returning once again, Reginald Atatula. Good morning, Hello. gentlemen. What up, Reg? Sign of fellas. I feel like you're like now a. You used to be one of the main characters. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a recurring cast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You it's make, like when a character goes from being a main on the show, but they get another show. Yes. And so like they become a recurring character. They'll you know kind of show up every once in a while. But you're like, where did that character go? So you've had success out in the world. You've branched your. Does that wings. count as a spinoff? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. The Get Right is a spinoff of the KNC Masterpiece is what we're going to go with right now, I think. I don't know if that's actually fair, but that's what we're going to go with nonetheless. All right. To start things off, the Cowboys' third down offense has been fire as of late. How do they keep it that way? Now, before we get to some of the hows, do you want me to run you through some stats and examples of how good this third down offense has been? I would absolutely love that. I know they're top five overall in the NFL. Yes. And I know since Dak has come back, they've been absolutely exceptional. That was a big talking point on our show that Dak, I mean, that was one of the things when we were going into the Cooper Rush-Dak-Prescott debate, that that was something that clearly set apart Dak is a reason he was better when we had some fans that were saying like, oh, well, Cooper Rush, maybe you should just stick with him. No, no, no. That was certainly an area in which Dak Prescott clearly would improve this football team. Third and long, specifically, he'd been really good in his career of bailing you out of certain situations. Okay, and I think that's a spot-on observation. Very savvy. By the way, a lot of people on the fan text, they're excited that this is the lineup. What up from the 972, Willie Bully? Glad to hear you this morning from the 214. What a fun lineup. And from the 940, what up, Reggie? And then some people with controversial Christmas movie opinions. We'll get into that at 1120. I think that's going to be a fun segment. Is All right. Last five games, the Cowboys have converted at least 50% of their offensive third downs. That is the first time they have strung that together, five straight games in 14 years. That is an astonishing number. All right, so it's been 14 years since they had 50% or more third down conversion rate in five straight games. Now, you brought up the fact that they are now top five in the league. In fact, they are 46% conversion rate for the season, which puts them at number five. And one of the things that was interesting about this, if you're like, yeah, that's just one stat, that's this, that's that, here are the top six. Now, I will point out, in all fairness, number seven is Chicago. So it doesn't translate across the board, but here are your top six. Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Dallas, San Francisco. Does that or does that not pretty much sound like the best six teams in the league. Absolutely. right at the top. That's essentially your power rankings right there. Exactly. And so I think that's why it is such a key statistic. And now they have been getting better, as you brought up since Dak came back. In the last three weeks, 
second in the league, wow. 55%. Yeah. So for people who are mad about the offense, and Lord knows we've dissected that <laughs> the last, I was going to say the last week, the last couple of weeks, maybe the last several years, maybe the last couple of decades. But if you're mad about the offense, that is one thing that's working, and that is one thing that if they can continue to do, that could be problematic for other teams across the league. No question. And, and I think that the Cowboys have done a solid job overall of staying ahead of the change in, in terms of down and distance. They've been exceptional in short yardage situations on third down with whether it's Pollard or Zeke, right? I think there's a little bit of a misnomer when it comes to, all right, Zeke's been really good in short yardage. Tony Pollard's also been yes. really good in those scenarios as because well. Because the stigma was, stigma was he can't do it. No doubt. He can't run between the tackles. Yep. This He's not a physical runner. This year... Tony Pollard's definitely put that to bed. Yes. He's a kind of he's becoming a three down back because he's also improving in pass protection as well. Now, he's going to get blown up at times, sure. but it's not a lack of being unwilling. You watch the all 22 Tony Pollard's throw sacrificing his body and going ahead and taking some for the team here in pass pro. So, he's definitely improving in that area, but I think that that's big, but as we mentioned, when it comes to third and 8 or more, Dak and being able to extend some plays, but also when it comes to CD Lamb stepping up and the tight ends as well. The three tight ends, I think, are also helping in this area, whether it's Ferguson, Hendershot, Schultz. Schultz has always been big on third down. I think these are all areas as to why the Cowboys have been very effective on third down conversions. Who is the, like, it could be positional, like you were just talking about the tight end, it could be CD Lamb, whatever direction you want to go. Who is your focus or what is the focus to keep it that way? Is it as simplistic as, which, I mean, simplistic does not have to mean bad. I know some people are yeah. like, oh, that's rude. I don't mean in a bad way of you stay ahead of the change. That's the key to your third down success. Like, what do you focus in on to keep it for Philly and then hopefully Philly I think again? that always is because I think you're now going to have a better offensive line. And that's something I, I've been talking about all week with Brian. And I think it was very evident when you watched Tyron Smith against Jacksonville and you went back and broke it down. This offensive line is going to be better with Tyron Smith back. Sure. It's not a knock against Terrence Steele. I think Terrence Steele has been very easy to pick on, but he was having an outstanding season along with Zach Martin, specifically in the running game. So I don't want to take that away. But as you talk about third and long, Pass protection-wise, Tyron Smith is an upgrade there. But yes, when you have two Hall of Famers now playing next to each other with Zach Martin and Tyron Smith, that also is going to be a huge asset for you on that right side. So if you are able to stay ahead of the chains, third and short, you think, okay, we can go ahead and power off that right side, and they're going to get you an extreme push. And Tyler Biotis is kind of an unspoken thing. He's really been playing well. I agree. And every single week, I think you're seeing little things where he is taking his game and he's getting better and better. Do you feel like people were just hoping he would get to average? Like yeah. that was the goal going into the season. And I think he could make a really strong case average, dare I say, slightly above average. I think he is maybe? playing above average. Now, he's not at a Pro Bowl level sure. like we had with Travis Frederick. And that's that's the difficulty, right? Because he also came out of Wisconsin. So you had the immediate Travis Frederick comparisons, and he took over right. for Travis Frederick. So it's not to say that he is that. He's not yet, but I think he is playing above average center. Keep in mind, last year was really only his first full year starting, and I think you're starting to see now 
things are more comfortable for him. He's starting to really get a feel of calling checks to the line of scrimmage. He's not getting bullied at the point of attack by bigger defensive tackles, which were a weakness for him. And this is going to be a big game because he would struggle against guys like Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. I think he did a better job in that first matchup. This is going to be a big one tomorrow night to see how he handles those two guys inside. Now, you brought up the potential of the two Hall of Famers playing right next to each other. Even Tyron Smith was talking about that. He's like, it's fun playing next to my guy, Zach. Anything that, see, that could be like you. Yeah. Anything that will help the team win, I can perform way better than I did on Sunday. And I think that's encouraging because he said him and Zach are still working on getting on the same page, technique, being more comfortable. But 6.1 yards per offensive play when he was in at right tackle, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I can definitely play better. Not, I think I could play better. He goes, for sure, I could definitely play better. And that is, that's an enticing process. It is. Because, I mean, listening to Zach Martin with Brad Sham and Haley Sutton talk about this, you know, he was interested in how quickly could just some of his little, you know, sets and techniques translate from the left side to the right side. And he was saying, look, like they've played on the same offensive line, but they've never executed, you know, down blocks to your point together. together, Yeah. Right. And so he just noticed some of the little techniques on film already starting to translate and so that's just in one game I mean look he was starting to do this all in just a week now you're talking about another week getting to practice this another full game now Jason Peters struggled in that game against Jacksonville you just set it and forget it no more swapping no more rotating Tyron Smith is your guy I think you just set this thing left to right with Tyler Smith McGovern, Biotish, Martin, and Tyron, and that's your offensive line. And for the 5 4 0, because I disagree with this, but you don't get the conversion when we really have to have it see the last third down attempt. Okay, so my counterpoint to that would be first of all, like, sure, that did happen. Like, I'm not arguing against that, but my argument would be the drive before that, the touchdown drive, they were four for four on third down. Yes, they were. And so, like, I get it. You didn't get that. But even when you factor that in, you're four for five. And I have issues with first and second down, again, as we've discussed Me throughout too. the week, that got you into that third down and kind of went against a lot of the philosophy for the year. Yeah, that's an uh, an issue that I have with the play caller a little bit. Sure. And uh, I think Michael Lombardi, who we had on earlier in the week, had a hilarious quote on Kellen Moore that he's kind of in his basement just drawn up and calling Madden play calls. Oh, um, I can see that. Which a little bit of a shot. He hasn't really liked our last couple of OCs and, or, or, or former head coach. That's for darn sure. Calling him the clapper all the time in Jason Garrett. But Did he make sure to tell you how he traded Trent Richardson for a first round pick? No, he, okay. he, he did not bring that up this time. Uh, but you know that he does. He have, makes a good point. He has feelings about that. Yes. He certainly does. But yeah, I mean, I think that Kellen Moore, if he could go back and do it over again, he would. But then again, I mean, you look at that play call uh, with with the Noah Brown play, he actually drew up a good play where we've talked about trying to create room to get your receivers open, where I know people went ahead and, and they took still shots of like, you've got guys in the same area. The reason they did that was you had the rub routes where you're trying to basically create a log jam and you get Noah Brown open. Right. With that drag in the crossing pattern, and he was, and Dak made a really good off-balance platform throw that hits Noah Brown. Now, unfortunately, we know what happened. Noah Brown wasn't able to complete the play, and he had a great game otherwise, but these things happen. Noah Brown has said that he needs to finish it, but overall, that was a good moment for Kellen Moore. The rest of it, we can certainly question, but he needs to be better in some of these instances. Now, 
we were talking about this list, and I'm not trying to like infuriate people just as the show starts, but since we're talking about third down, I've only seen one text about this so far. I'm a little surprised. The Christmas present list for teams across oh, the NFL. Geez. Look, let's set the tone all right, let's and do let this. people know the energy that we're coming at the show with today, all right? Which is crotch first energy, Hagee. Hell yeah. Okay, so CBS Sports Christmas present list, is that right? Yeah, it's CBS okay. Sports. If you want to go after this guy, by the way, it's Garrett Pottle or Podle. Yeah, he used to be the producer of the Podle show, Pottle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Isn't he with the stars now? Yeah. How about yeah. he plays center for the Spurs? <laughs> so you're bringing that same kind of energy today, aren't you? Yeah, I like it. That's what I'm talking about. Did you see this? The uh, what was it? Is it a sweater or uh, what? What is that? It's a sweatshirt, but it does say "No Cookies for Santa," and of course, it has the image of the cookie beloved monster? cookie monster. Dude, it's yeah. freaking awesome. I should have worn my ugly sweater today. I've missed two opportunities to do that this week. Do you think the Cookie Monster ever went to rehab? No. Hell no. No. Why would you? Look, man, if you have an problem. addiction it's, that is like societally accepted. You can go with it. Man, you know what? That's funny because I always, there's a Jim Gaffigan joke that I always thought was hilarious. Is like, if you eat a whole pizza, people are like, wow, you're really hungry. If you eat a whole cake, people are like, you got a problem. And so. What's, what's, why do we always like go after the cake? Like, like a fat kid loves cake. Why is it always anti-cake? It was a piece of cake. It was a pizza cake? Piece of cake. Oh, he was trying to make a joke that didn't land. Whatever. Didn't land with Hagee. <laughs> Somebody right. out there giggled, but yeah. it was a bad joke. That's, Don't laugh at that. That's all I'm shooting for today. Don't hey, laugh at that. you know what? A bad joke. You know what we could have done? Make fun it's of taken me. two weeks off after we worked for like three months because oh, working in radio is hard. Are you grievances? Is this yeah. Festivus? It is doing Festivus. This? Go ahead and air your grievances. Truckart.com text line 877-881-1053. It's hard to show up for work when you've been doing it for two or three months. I get it. Don't tell that to Brian. That is a great point. All right. Shopping list. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus on the Cowboys for now. We can get red to the rest of the shopping list right now. Yeah. I mean, later. What's the shopping list for the Cowboys? What's the present? Amari Cooper. <laughs> Amari Cooper. And it writes, I'm sure Jerry Jones wishes he could have a do-over on flipping the four-time mm-hmm. Pro Bowl wide receiver to the Browns for a late-round pick. Their passing game's overly reliant on C.D. Lamb, and when opposing defenses sell out to take him away, guess what? The offense struggles. The Cowboys witnessed this firsthand in their collapse in Jacksonville last week. Right. Uh, Do you disagree? No. I don't disagree. I think of all, I think so many of their personnel moves have actually worked out really great. But time and again, that's one that you come back to and you're like, huh. What if what if we wouldn't have done that? And I know for a lot of people, it really bums them out is like the compensation you got for that. And at the time, because I remember we were doing a fan event, I was like, I like the compensation because you let everyone in the league ahead of time know that you were going to cut him and at least you got something for him. That's the part of it that I had an issue with is if you were going to trade him, just be like, oh, my God, we can't get rid of Amari Cooper. He's the best. And then you're like, what if I gave you a second round pick? And you're like, well, I guess. But instead, they're like, hey, we're going to we're going to cut him. 
So if you want them, come get them, right. which is not good strategy. Horrible decision in the moment. I think we all knew that. And the way that they went about handling it, where the entire NFL knew it months in advance, was even worse. They let their emotions get the best of them. They can say what they want about it. Sure. But that's the truth. Sure. That's the truth. Sure. And now they've flirted with Odell Beckham Jr. That's not happening. And they signed T.Y. Hilton, who oh. hopefully is going to play. Is it not happening? It's not happening. Did you not hear Jerry? He's like, I don't want to shut that door all the way. Maybe next year. No, it's not happening. I'm with you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.